Somewhere in the depths of the orbital, a space rodent scurries across a gantry before stopping to nibble on a cable. There's a fizz, and its fur stands on end, a frisson of ethereal sparks twinkling at the ends of its whiskers. It turns its head towards the sound of an approaching Momus bog spaniel hunting team and scurries off at speed into one of many dark corners. A following camera flies down the corridor in forlorn pursuit, past dripping pipes, over floor-mopping guy's bucket, up an access shaft and then down another corridor, a little cleaner than the others, but not much, up to a door that has the stencil Studio 4 on it. The 4 has been crossed out in marker pen and the number 5 written in its place, standing out against the scorch marks on the door. After a second, the door swooshes open and the floating camera passes through the now-empty green room, not pausing to direct the lens at the beer cans that haven't been cleared up since last week, and it focuses on the on-air light. It isn't lit, so the camera pauses for a second until... It's lit, and the speaker in the green room emits the words... Our mics are live. Good evening and welcome to Hutton Orbital Live. I'm your apology officer, Mia Harkness, and this week I've got nothing to apologise for. <laughs> yet. What do you mean, yet? Well, we've got a whole show to go, yes. Hang on, I resemble that remark. No, 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 it wasn't about you. It's about these articles. I mean, who writes this stuff? He's not here. We can say what we want. To be fair, we usually do. Well, before that, We'd better see what he had to say in this week's news. LCU, no more. Cannon misfires live. Ish. Stargoid spotting causes panic in the rim. Too hot, too messy. Update 13. Serverland. Served cold. Tear is officially revolting. Time to state the state of Hutton. We'd received an emergency broadcast earlier this evening. Okay, it was only a couple of hours ago, and it appears that hot on the heels of the spooky kidnapping of the Pilots Federation team a few weeks back, LCU No Fool Like One has gone missing during a live pre-recorded broadcast. Cannon are unable to tell us exactly when the live pre-recorded kidnapping happened, as they hadn't noticed he'd gone until they saw the VT he'd sent to the Pilots Federation for their broadcast this evening. They can, however, confirm that he's not there anymore aboard the Gnosis and his transponder has been turned off. But, correction, his ankle bracelet. The one fitted by the correctional facility, so they can keep an eye on him. The first thought was that he'd skipped off mid-sentence to go on a bender with Cecil, but as Cecil was in a different part of the bubble entirely, they ruled that one out. Second in their mind was the suggestion 
that everyone was his suggestion, sorry, that everyone should get aboard this carrier and hightail out to Beagle Point before the Stargoids arrive was such a good one that he took his own advice and left during mid-interview. However, it appears that his carrier hasn't moved, so there are two culprits. Either his disgruntled students having heard moments of had been heard moments before that he was actually rubbish at maths and had no idea what he was talking about, which puts their final year grade at risk, or a Thargoid infiltrator absolutely incensed at the thought that LCU was turning his her their cousins first and second and many times removed into jam and putting it on his toast. Whichever the case, the Pilots Federation representative has stated that they've sent Adam out to go and find LCU and they're sure he's fine. Oh, and has anyone got a mop and anything that gets bodily flues out of a carpet? Well, before he was kidnapped slash did a runner, LCU's broadcast was extolling the virtues of various tools over at Canon. These tools, along with the software they use, have determined that the incoming Stargoids do indeed number eight, and they have a destination-ish. It's sort of in our direction, give or take a handful of light years. What's more, we're expecting them to be arriving sometime around the end of November, based on his supposition that they're also waiting for the next software update from the Pilots Federation. That said, this hasn't stopped people around the room worrying themselves silly. With the Stargoids approaching at speed, the kind of speed that travels through places at speed and not just jumping between places like an overexcited frog in the mating season, planet-side observatories in occupied worlds are now able to, use, uh, with the use of high-powered optical lenses, to actually see the incoming swirlies. Of course, with swirlies passing across a sky of a verdant green and blue Earth-like world with little bumpy bits capped in white, it has led to the classic mixture of the end of the world is nigh, placard wearing doom mongers, nude hippies crying out for the aliens to take them away, and of course, a chicken littling of the highest order. Scientists on these planets have been at pains to point out that the Stargoid is going past them and not heading for them. Something about angles and brightness and the visual Doppler effect and maths, but no one is listening. There has been looting, there has been rioting, there has been a boom in the sales of both Take Me and Humans Are Not Food t-shirts and memorabilia, and of course, descendants of the Merkin people from Earth have all stocked up on guns and tins of spam. <laughs> this Stargoid hysteria is expected to peak as they pass some of the more well-populated parts of the bubble. Assuming their directions are correct and they don't bump into anywhere famous en route like Lave or Deso, Barnard Star. Telescope sales going through the roof as our patented pro poof underpants. All we can say is keep calm. And if you're in Seoul, I wouldn't worry as it's permit locked, and we're sure that the Thargoids haven't joined the Federation to obtain one. Of course, if you're next door in Alpha Centauri, well, oh, oh bother. Taxi! Too Hot Too Messy has now been going for 13 weeks. That's a whole three months, or a quarter of a year even. 
Too hot, too messy? What's that you say? Well, A, where have you been hiding? And B, it's the Hot and Lead initiative to deliver hot mugs and Centauri Megagin to every single station in the galaxy. This week, commanders have continued to drop off mugs and gin on doorsteps before dawn and are just short of 34,000 deliveries. Delivery numbers have remained healthy, with the weekly rates just under 2,000 delivered in recent weeks, but we won't achieve that this week at the current rate. So get stucked up, get involved and keep the momentum going. Remember, every mug counts and you may just win a real mug by taking part. Three more commanders joined the effort this week, taking the total to 222 pilots spread across 74 squadrons, and of course, more are always welcome. Naturally, Hutton are blazing away at the head of the squadron leaderboard and are approaching a collective tally of 14,000 deliveries. The Wing Nazars are in second with over 1,900 muggings, and the Paladins are holding third with 1,340. He, yeah, him, is still out in front with almost 3,000 mugs and gin delivered. <clears throat> Some say that he's been upgrading his weapons this week. However, he's been chased down by Nem, who has just passed 2,200 deliveries, but Commando Waller 81 is closing the gap on Nem and lies third with over 2,000 muggings. Commander Mouse 8287 hasn't moved for several weeks in 4th, with Infinite Dreamer 5th, only 200 behind. Five commanders have delivered more than a thousand mugs. How do we know all this? Because it's tracked by the marvel that is the Hutton Helper and updated live on the Too Hot Too Messy event page at hot.forthemug.com forward slash hotmess2. At this rate, we'll have delivered a canister of Hutton mugs and Centauri Megagin to every station in the galaxy by, well, before the heat death of the universe, but we aren't going to speculate on a precise end date and we'll find more and more stations. The list has grown to just north of 200,000. Apart from the glory alone, there's an additional incentive in the form of a chance to win a real-world, gravity-assisted, mods-preventing Hutton mug that you can fill with tea, gin, or whatever you like as you happily take hut mugs to where no hut mug has gone before. Any commander that delivers 10 mugs and gin in a week will be entered into that week's draw to win a real hut mug. Unless you already have one, of course, in which case you'll already have been immunised against mods. 12 commanders have accomplished this so far. You can see a little gold mug next to their names in the top commanders table. So keep listening for this week's winner to be announced in the banter bit after the news. How do I join in the fun, I hear you ask? Well, first you need to sign up by downloading the Hot and Helper from hot.forthemug.com forward slash download where your mug and gin deliveries will be automatically registered for you by Antarius Fusion's arithmetical rodents. Incoming message from Commander Serverland. Message begins. The Halloween horror of blight in Alpha Centauri led me to load up the T9 space cow Bovine University to the hilt and consequently head off to Alpha Centauri. Too big for any of the stations, I quickly eyed up Megani drilling rigs as a hot surface settlement where I could dump said treatments. The usual interdiction attempt occurred and was swiftly, not a phrase that should be associated with the T9, averted. It's great to have you back, Commander, came the call from the surface base. 
Very odd, I've never been here before. Unfortunately, it seems that when landing the blight had just cleared, so did they want my ergonomic treatments? Did they heck? Whilst trying to decide what to do next, I made the cardinal error of taking the dog for a walk and not logging out. Decided upon my return to head off to another location to dump it all off, probably at a loss. However, it seems that local pirate Coleman Day had other plans and had destroyed the ship. Yeah, that ship, the one that doesn't have any ship's shields installed and cargo. Total loss, wipeout, etc, etc. Not a huge issue. I'm probably only down about 12 million, including cargo and rebuy costs. End of story? Well, not really. Today I went back to Megani Riggs to vent and complain to the base administrator Dixie McGee. I wonder if she's related to Debbie. Whilst on foot, I inadvertently failed to submit to Carter Price for a scan. It's only a minor infraction, I thought, but in the subsequent chaos that occurred, I raced back to the ship, launched and was destroyed about 300 metres up. Very apt for the Day of the Dead. If you happen to roll by Cubicle 3 and hear mournful wailing, it's probably me drowning my sorrows with a bottle of Centauri Megagin. Resigens. We're very sorry to hear of your troubles, Commander Servalan. Oh, should that be Supreme Commander Servalan? <laughs> Progenitor Leal Wolf has sent a sternly worded letter to her dear friend Dixie, asking her to forgive your transgress- transgression and, if possible, please return your fussy dice, cuddly teddy bear, and mobile charger from the wreckage. All three have sentimental attachments for you, we understand, though the stuff we found in a secret compartment in Mr Cuddle's belly might get you into a little trouble with customs. After recent updates from Colonia about the bad blight beleaguering Tyr, we're delighted to announce that after Mindwipe and Hanky climbed into the same hazmat suit together, well, they're both very slim chaps, and after some pushing and shoving and learning how to walk with four legs and two holes, the pair of them successfully managed to spray antifungal treatments on their spuds, and the blight has been lifted. Unfortunately, the sight of the two of them occupying the same hazmat suit, and the strange gait and noises it made whilst wandering around the agridomes of the system, has rather upset the locals. They've declared a state of emergency, an alien invasion, and quite possibly an outbreak of OMG what the mug is that thing, leading to panic, civil unrest, and the population attacking anything with two faces, or four legs, or making exactly that weird moaning noise. Which, of course, led Hot Coal to lose a little influence, and end up in an accidental election against the Colonia Council. Which, whilst if they lose wouldn't be the shortest time an elected individual has held office, it would certainly give the letters a run for its money. Anyway, out of the blight and into the riot, as they say, we're sure that once they work out how to undo the zipper on the hazmat suit, get a stiff drink, and make all the right noises at the locals to reassure them that for a trucker, sharing is caring, even if it means protection from evil space plague, then they'll both be forgiven. However, for the time being, 
the local population is listed as deeply unhappy with pending I'd like to see the manager, please. I know it's still silly season, but this week we have a system-defying gravity, the BGS rules and anyone who shows a vague interest, a system enthusiastically following the laws of gravity, a larger-than-expected bust at home, and a system that is elated about nothing working. More on those stories coming up. Ross 671 has maintained its spectacular decline, consistently losing a point of influence per day for over three weeks, with no apparent or obvious cause, leaving it on 29. The nearest faction is on 21, so by this time next week, unless we must trade to in excess, the system will be in dire straits, so boost it as a matter of priority in order to maintain the status quo. This week's race to the bottom is pretty much a dead heat for second, with Barnard Star's infrastructure failure just putting it ahead a short nose of Avic on 34. Despite nothing working in Barnard Star, the population is elated, probably as they can see the galaxy above without all those pesky streetlights. Why not spoil their fun by shipping in water purifiers and power generators to the large pads in Boston Base and Miller Depot and get things up and running again whilst you make a tidy profit? Meanwhile, Avix seems to find it harder to pick itself up after its series of squabbles with Sirius Corporation, who were only six points behind. So boost poor little Avic through trade, dropping data and by handing in bounties to keep it out of the clutches of Lee Yong-Ri. The populous and ever-difficult-to-shift Epsilon Indy is in on one of its long cycles of decline after a period of steady gain, leaving it just below par on 38. Our home system, Alpha Centauri, recovered from a dose of blight, but the hit to mug production and the economy has sent it nose-first into a large bust leaving it on 47% because every other faction is either bust and suffering civil unrest, so trade, dump data and hand in bounties to lift the bust. On 68, LP532-81 has maintained its gravity-defying bust for two weeks and attempts to relieve it have merely resulted in it going up further, but hopefully we'll see a reduction soon. At the overachieving end of the Hutton Systems table, we have four systems above 60% led by that gravity-defying bust, and thankfully we aren't looking to expand anywhere soon. Priorities this week are, if you want to truck something, boost Alpha Centauri, and ship water purifiers and power generators into Barnard Star to relieve the infrastructure failure. was all very interesting. Was that seamless? Yeah. Yeah, pretty seamless? much. Yeah. Seamless. Mm. Seamless. You must be saving there all the seamless for the, for the last not here, but she's sure. always here. Yeah. Yep. There we go. Um, was there a Frontier live stream this week? Yes. That, well, no, there's never well, one of them. Well, well there uh, was. Oh, wait, the, there was. Well, oh there was, goodness. and then there wasn't, and then there was. Oh. More on that story. Later. On that story earlier. <laughs> so, it, yes, it was a, this afternoon at four. And, oh, okay. and as we know what happened last weekend, that's a four with no correction. Ooh. So it's four. It's four. It's, it's four, four, four for it's everybody. Four. It's not four game time, four UTC. It's so it's all of those. Unless so, you, go 
Yes. So yes, what, yes. what you're saying is that it, it happened on the right day and at the right time? Yes, yes, yes. What's going on? Are, we, are, they, are they all right? Well, we, 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 we say it's full with no correction, of course, unless you're on the night shift and you've got your very own four o'clock, yeah. which, which we never really get to see unless we're going on holiday or have insomnia or something. <laughs> yeah. I've been picked up from the airport at American Four. <laughs> <laughs> so, rem- and remember, for you insomniacs out there, there's only four more sleeps till Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And two more PMs. <clears throat> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, um, was it today or certainly this week? Uh, Plant Zoo or Planet Zoo, as it's yeah. better known, um, is three years old. Oh, do we ha- do we have to sing to it? Uh, uh, probably best not. Yeah, probably best. Can not if you kill the plants? Can if you like. Well, they like talking being... to plants is good for them. But oh, I'm not sure that this is in the same category. No, <laughs> no. Um, so. Planet Zoo were using the usual uh, Elite Dangerous studio, whatever. Or, or whatever, wherever, wherever that, yeah, Zudio, whatever mm. that is. Um, <clears throat> so, often Sally had to make do with the back seat of a Mamba. Um, if you're going to sit in the back seat of a ship, Mamba's a good one. It's got that kind of dome on the top. Yeah, it's got it? that nice sort of curved. Uh, yeah. Canopy, yeah. Um, <laughs> but they were facing backwards, and there was, oh. no, there was no. You couldn't see the back of somebody's head. So who was flying it? Was, yeah. was anybody's guess? <clears throat> I, I bet they felt sick after a while, though. Well, it, it was quite funny because it was at one point it was flying towards a star, and the star was right behind Arf's head. So when you <laughs> combine starlight with Arf's head, what do you get? Oh yeah, yeah, blinding yeah. glare. So Did somebody run any cloud in his head. It, it was quite funny because so it nearly <clears> got hit <throat> by an asteroid on his head. <laughs> <laughs> but it was quite funny at one point because he, as his head sort of just eclipsed this star, it, it looked like like a halo, like like yeah. light glowing out. Not, of his head. not it was, deliberate at all. <clears throat> no, no, I'm sure, I'm sure you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a joke in there somewhere about how he was flying the ship when he was sitting like that. But it's before the watershed, so I won't look too hard for it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was our fan Sally. And, uh, of course, Sally's back after being kidnapped two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, obviously, the ransom was raised. But where was Bruce? He only had enough to get one. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, they paid extra to only get one. Yeah. Yes. They, yeah. they paid money to keep Bruce. <laughs> oh, he's uh, always, as Arth mentioned, uh, was he out denim shopping? Oh. Apparently, it must be a thing. Yeah, must be, must be. So, Twix drops. not the jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. A yeah. new pair of PJs for autumn. Yeah. Oh, it's getting cold, lovely. so they are helpful. Yeah, I hope it's fleecy ones. Yeah, I hope so, because it's chilly at night <laughs> these days. Don't shoot me in the jeans, but the, yeah, the face is okay, but not in the jeans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we've got those leafy um, paint jobs again. Now, you will have seen these paint jobs before, because two weeks ago, um, we showed you the same paint jobs, um, but yeah. they were medium size and fitted on a python, and mm-hmm. very very fetching they were too. But this week, it's your old friend, the Cobra Mark Three. It was a bit oh, smaller and a bit flatter. How do you do it? How did they do it? Then do you think? Is How it like those things where they get, a, they, they get a giant leaf and put it on top and then leave it on a leave the ship on a windowsill for a couple of days? Well, it's just spray can, isn't it? Oh, it's just. 
Oh, well. I, like, I like the thought of putting it on a window for a couple. I mean, of days I'd like to see the. Well, bloody... if you put it on a spray can for a couple of days. <laughs> I'd yeah. like, strange. I'd like to off. see the tree that those leaves came off, though. I mean, bloody hell. Yeah. No, it's just a very, very small ship. Yes. <laughs> right. Is maybe it's far away. Oh, one of them's be, far yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. One of them's far away, and, and one of them's very close. <clears throat> so, oh. what did they, what did they talk about? Well, <clears throat> um. What did some, they talk about? Some news. You're supposed to be asking me that. I just it's called, did. It's called prompting. So what did they talk about? What did Thank they you. talk about? Thank you. Yeah, what did they talk about? What did they talk about, chicks? Thank you. No, nah, I don't I want to know anymore. Um, did they, they talk about anything else? It's okay, I've just read it in the script. It's fine, they, I don't need to ask They, they talked about... <laughs> well, they, they talked... They, it's talked about, he's stretching it. Um, they mentioned update 14. Ooh! <clears throat> Oh, I thought we were going to get a sound effect there, but it passed. Um, update 14 is coming at the end of the month. Oh, excellent. So, Isn't update 14 going to be month? one-y? End of November, it says. Eh? This, this month. This month. Oh, this month. Did they say which year? Which year? <laughs> isn't, update, isn't update 14 going to be one of the big ones? Because you know what? They, Start of the year is a big one, two small yep. ones in the middle, and a big they one did, at the end. They did say there was a lot in it, and then just left you on that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to uh, yeah. just talk about teas, but yes. they'll, they'll be back in two weeks, so I imagine they might talk a little bit more. They should really, because two weeks, it. two weeks will be in the middle of November. <laughs> yes, you you are correct. Um, so yeah, we 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 sort of got a dangle a teaser, a, you know, and that was that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> It's a dangler. It's <laughs> they left us. They gave us a dangler and left us. Yes. Um, elite dangler us. <laughs> well, better to leave us with a dangler than talk a load of pollocks. Yes. There was a lot. There was an awful lot. There was a lot of pollocks talked. Um, yes. In the uh, it was the last. Um, it was the last of the. Uh, what do they call it? Stellar scream shots. Yeah. Oh, which uh, somebody coined um, for the silly season. Um, and editor, <laughs> quite an informative uh, discussion with Sally about uh, when somebody mentioned Pollocks and said it's an alternative cod. It turned into a bit of a sort of fish mm-hmm, recipe it show yeah. at that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's not wrong. <laughs> no, she's not. As an alternative. <laughs> I'm going to say, alt- alt- Odyssey's become an alternative to COD. Um, if 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 <laughs> if you first thought of COD is Call yeah, of Duty, yeah, like of about combat, yeah, yeah, that's right. Did they mention the fellow the banks competition at all? They said they might do. Well, they may have done later on, but um, oh, right. and the the reason I didn't see all of the show I missed become, the first half. You see, so I thought. Well, I I missed the second half. After the after the well, interlude, it wasn't in the first half. I missed the middle half. I got a message off Sally this morning saying that I got I'd won one of the prizes. On it. Excellent! <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> um, I thought you said you didn't well, win anything, Flossie. You t- you mentioned that last week or two weeks I ago. I didn't. Yes, you did. I only I only got it this morning. Well, well, I I got excused of all kinds of stuff when I won a paint job. Uh, that yeah, that's because you, yeah, you, you rigged the votes and sheets. Yeah, you dodgy bastard. I rigged the, <laughs> I, I was just I was just quicker than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean quicker than anybody else at rigging it? 
Flossie yeah. wins through cunning skill, dedication, and her amazing wit and humour. You uh, just cheat. You see, that's the difference. No, that's a, <laughs> blackmail, bribery, and intimidation is not cheating. Surprised you don't have a hot yeah, dog yet. Point. <laughs> <laughs> you had to fill it. Had, I don't know if anyone saw this competition, but you had to fill in the blanks. Um, God, that I thought it might be where nobody, I fell in the blanks competition. Nobody, <laughs> nobody told uh, Dead Meat that this was on. No, Dead, Dead Meat thankfully didn't see it. God yeah, God. I never saw it either. But I should be. I should really pay more attention these days. Was it, was it fill in the boobs? I mean, blanks competition. <laughs> it basically, kind of would have been for Dead Meat. It was what was it? I'm, I'm stuck alone in space, um, and all I can see is blank. Hang on, no, oh, blank yeah. are going to save me. I just found it for you. Just found it. As, as, as Through pack. the darkness of space, I could only see blank. Mm-hmm. Blank is all I had to survive, except our changes to what? It made more sense. <laughs> I thought we had a, a another flossy mouse battery incident there, and <laughs> two, two weeks. That's that's a vicious rumour. She never batters the mouse. <laughs> it just suddenly went quiet. We thought, oh no. <clears throat> Oh, no. I said, through the darkness of space, <coughs> I could only see the faint glow of my destroyed ship. <coughs> oh, faint my, glow of the rebuy screen. My pink ectoplasm suit is all I had to survive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mentioned pink. It's no wonder Sally got you to... Well, yeah, pink, that's pink you... ectoplasm suit was what she was wearing when we had that... Uh, when she was on David's carrier recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. And I That's the one, one with the big kind of Oh, yeah, I remember that. You can only get it around Halloween time. So. Yeah. I think so I got yeah. the yellow right one of those. I think I bought the yellow one. <laughs> yeah. I also bought the Skellington one. Skellington. Skellington. Yeah, it's yes. from the Skellington one. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah, the pumpkin one, that. the Trickster. Yeah, yeah. I got a pumpkin got, one this year I got as well. The head, yeah. Yeah, all different flavours of pumpkin head. I, I I got the spiced apple one, the greeny based one. Yeah, right. yeah, it's kind of good. I did go for the traditional orange one. I think I get a different colour. I might get raspberry or something. I don't know. So um, they had a special guest and a special guest known to Hutton, known well to mm. Hutton. Yeah. Uh, um, in the form of LCU, no fool like one. Was he live? No, he was. He was pre-recorded um, with a guest oh. appearance by Bruce from his uh, from his ah, kidnappers' so, so basement. So he was live, pre-recorded. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or pre-recorded live. Yeah, but that's I'll right. tell you what. Though, it's such an uncanny likeness of him, isn't it? The uh, the image they use for it. <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? So. Uh, yeah. And LCU was he's talking generally about Canon and what Canon do, but he talked specifically about the um, the Stargoids um, and how they were tracking them and what they were looking for. And there were some nice graphics of um, the routes these things were taking through the galaxy and permit lock systems and all this kind of stuff. It, it was quite interesting. I was just getting into it, then all of a sudden, it stopped. All of a sudden, the Thargoids took exception to him giving away their secret plans. Well, we were thinking it's uh, it's an interdiction, as we as we heard in the news. Um, well, and then, and then I'm afraid that's all I saw. I got dragged away, and uh, I didn't see any more of it. So, flossy, tell us what happened after that. Oh, I can. <laughs> 
Well, when I tuned in, um, he had who? Commander... Oh, somebody, somebody yeah, tell us. Commander Grinning yeah. Crow was on, wasn't he? Who? American... Um, oh, I've got no idea. I think he's he's one of the streamers, so Commander Grinning Crow. Yeah, there's some yeah. American. Um, yeah. And he was he was having a chat with Arf. Oh, I so, him. oh very nice, yeah. He's, mm. I think he's a lore master for something. He was on the... Uh, you remember the online... Do you remember the December frontier meetup that turned into february but we did the oh, yeah, uh, christmas yeah. yeah he was we were in the same he was uh, on that. yeah system. yeah well he was yeah. on today he was yeah, he was good a beardy gentleman yeah <laughs> it's having having a chat about all things elite lore and <clears throat> you know it was, it was good it was interesting conversation that we're having so yeah really nice what were they talking about elite stuff mm. well, and lore well, and, and can things. you expand on elite stuff not really Oh, really? It was Are you sure you I was dipping it? in and out, but I was running about trying to do stuff in the house, so I, I yeah. couldn't sit in front of it. It's what is he talking it, about, Flossie? Spaceships and things. Mm. Yeah, well, spaceships and I things. I wasn't stuff. paying full attention because I was doing CG stuff in the background. So. Mm. <laughs> um, um, oh, he, he's, worked it, he's worked it with Raxlas. They mentioned that, but uh, I think they mentioned that. I wasn't really paying attention at that, but. Hmm. He didn't really. I mean, well, that was that was riveting. It's like that. Docu- Thank you. It's, it's I like think you that. feel that somebody's riveted you to something. Well, it's like that documentary <laughs> I watched last night on shipbuilding. Yes. <clears throat> right. So we did that. So what else yeah. has been going? So that was that was the live stream. Um, mm-hmm. It's obviously on Twitch or YouTube if anybody wants to catch up with it. Did you see the pictures from James Webb's face telescope of the pillars of creation looking really creepy with the big? It was yeah. like a big clawy hand thing. Just in time for Halloween, they Just turned in that pretty picture Halloween. into this really creepy skeletal there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think because it can see through the dust clouds. Yeah. yeah it's, they're much sharper as well. I was, yeah. I was looking at yeah, some, some the other day, and it's just so sharp. There's a very good um, horizon on the BBC iPlayer at the moment about James Webb. So if you don't know what James Webb does or... How it works, mm. or well. the, the person or the telescope? Because they'd be two very, very different documentaries <laughs> yes. these days. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure he's still around. Actually, he was an no, administrator after the war, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. So, but very good documentary, recommended. Yes, but there has been uh, more than a little bit of scandal about him since he uh, departed this mortal coil. Oh dear. Well, so uh, there was. Well, yeah, but there's, there's been a lot of talk about people being deeply upset that they're actually naming a telescope after him. Level of controversy about what uh, he was responsible for doing at the time. So, well, what talking about after the announcement of the name, so they decided they we're going to stick with it. Oh, a lot of people now just call it JWST instead of using his actual full name to name mm-hmm. it. So. Cancel culture strikes in the 34th century. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's still out there in the 34th century. Well, it, it it won't last more than no. It'll be run out then. of fuel. Yeah, now, somebody will probably recover it and stick it in a space museum, mm. along with all the other junk. Probably Elon Musk and his Starship. Yeah, um, wouldn't be surprised. Or his Tesla. Speaking of which, is the when is it the is it the BF asking up? It might be. <clears throat> or is it Artemis <clears throat> one? I can see they have a, it also might be they have an official estimated launch date for the next uh, attempt at launching the Artemis one. Yes, the next the next window opens at four minutes past midnight Eastern time 
on the 14th of November. Oh, so that's like just... what, five in the morning here. Yeah. Whether or not they hit that is right there up with whether or not they've hit the previous five let's, or six let's stop using, over let's the last stop, six weeks. Let's stop using the word hit when we talk about the rocket yeah. that's going up and round the moon. Yeah. Yeah, let's fair. not use the word hit. <laughs> So at the end of September, uh, the good Mr. Musk announced that they might be trying to send uh, the BFR, the oh. Starship, up. And uh, that it might even go up in October. Well, they missed that. Yeah, they missed but that. He thought, but he didn't think that was likely. He thought there was a pretty good chance it would go up in November. Nice. So whether he's trying to beat SLS into orbit or not is anybody's guess. Okay, it's seven minutes past nine. What does BFR stand for? Is Big. It- Oh, fabulous rocket. rocket. We're after nine o'clock, so we can say what we like. Yeah, I know. Oh, in that case, big actually, rocket. Actually, the, um, <laughs> the, the watershed doesn't apply on anything except the television. Even then, it's mostly advisory, as long as you're when, careful what you say. Yeah, when you're on here, <coughs> you can swear 24 hours a day and nobody cares. Yeah. Do you think we're going to need, obviously, with NASA putting up their, their rocket and Musk trying his, Richard Branson shooting rockets we're gonna need some kind of traffic control very soon aren't we so we're like go on then like the like the blue oh no 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 he's coming up no no give way give way <laughs> and have a thankfully we already have it it's the faa oh well hmm yeah is it hmm yeah, the FAA. Well, certainly in American airspace, the FAA manage it all. Yeah. If you want to launch, if you want to launch a, a big friendly rocket, then you mm. have to apply for clearance to do so, and you have to arrange for the entire airspace through your primary area and danger zone in case of problems area to be completely cleared for the duration, and okay. it takes all sorts of permits and bookings, and and then you have to clear all of the downrange stuff of things, which is why we even had shuttle launches cancelled, completely utterly scrubbed. Because idiot tourists were out in motorboats and wanted to get a really good view of the launch from underneath oh where it was going to be. Yeah. So, yeah, Coast Guard gets called out. They get arrested, move out. But by then, they missed the launch window and it's all gone. Mm. So, yeah. Can't we just rely on Darwin? Yes. I, I wish we could. Yeah. But, yeah. but, I mean, the Beagle 2 sort of bent down, fell over and sank into the swamp. Yeah. <laughs> It's like to say, isn't it? Sometimes the gene pool needs a little bit of chlorine. And sometimes it needs a lot. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Oh, I saw this story. This this next story. It's um God, who 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 put this in here? Who wants to talk about me. this? I put the other rubbish in, I didn't put this rubbish in. Oh that was uh that was somebody who's not present, who writes a lot of news stories. Oh, I see. Oh, um, we're showing back. So, the UK government have decided it's a good idea to send a project called Cassiopeia into... Uh, it's, it's going to be a constellation of large satellites around the Earth. Uh-huh. Um, I used to have a dog called Cassie. She was quite a peer as well. <laughs> Cassie peer is a big W. Um, and the idea is to basically reflect. This reminds me of. Uh, you ever see Die Another Day, the Bond film, two thousand and what was it, two thousand and two, Project Icarus, where they 
redirected the sun's energy to sort of dark corners of the Earth. Well, that's basically the plan. They're, they're going to try and microwave Earth from space. Hey! Because we don't have enough problem with climate change and global warming. Yeah, I was going to well, see it's right. heating up enough. But do you have to make... What do we do with all the... F- are they going to point it at Glasgow? Because that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering what to do with all the metal stuff. Do we have to, like, bury all the metal stuff or, like, send it off the planet? Does it not go all, like, lots of light? You have to move it to a different continent until you're right. finished. What about all the cars and things? They can't put them in the microwave. Well, they're going to... They're going to fire micro... Uh, why? Why what? Why are they going to fire microwaves at the Earth? Well... For energy, as an alternative source of energy, so it's okay. it's a it's yeah. a it's a take, different take on solar power. Yeah, so they're I not just they're, the not plan, just, but they're not just firing it onto the surface; they're firing it into a collector. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's uh, super-powered solar panels because you can use mirrors <clears throat> yeah. to reflect extra extra sunlight onto them. But okay. if you do it with microwaves instead, you can make for a very efficient solar collection surface on the ground, which basically means that you're turning lots and lots and lots of sunlight into electricity what? on the ground because yeah. it's the only way to get it down from orbit. Okay. It's kind of the first stage of a mini Dyson Swarm. It is. It is. We can use I'm it not gonna, the air condition to keep I'm the planet gonna, cool. I'm, I'm not going to say it. Is it dangerous? Of course it is. Yeah. Well, is that Dyson with death? Oh, balloon fish. See? Yeah, what they're going to do is get they're going to they're going to use it to power a giant fridge and leave the door open. Well, that's it. I do my bit for global warming every morning. I leave the fridge door open for a bit and then close it. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, somebody's just, <laughs> has somebody just been discorded. Somebody's just been something. <clears throat> it wasn't me. Don't know, but it sounded uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> not me. Right, right. Have we, have we, have we, have we got? Don't do the next bit, Flossie. I think it's Flossie's time to shine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like she, it's just as though she was being microwaved from I, space. I was just trying to, <laughs> to try and find something under my desk, as it happens. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah. This week's Too Hot, Too Messy mug winner is... <laughs> Hang on. Meanwhile... <laughs> Winner is <laughs> Corwin Starcatcher. Yay! <laughs> Corwin Starcatcher. Did anybody say that? Well done, Starwin. Didn't quite go to plan. <laughs> utterly, <Yeah>. utterly seamless. <laughs> Good job, seamless. My fault. I wasn't sure that was an approach. That's Corwin Carscratcher. Corwin I'm sorry for my co presenters. We making fun of your name. Corwin Starcatcher. Oh, nice. I probably mispronounced Corwin because I know these Welsh names are oh nothing like that. I think it's I think it's Corwin. Anyway, we also still have uh, two Halloween paint jobs still unclaimed, lying unclaimed. They're getting dusty now. Um, you know what happens to people that don't claim the prizes, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> so if you're still if 
you're still awaiting your uh, your Halloween paint job, give us a shout. But you know, you need to you need to contact us and let us know. So, and it's the same. We still have a one uh, too hot, too messy mug, a Hutton mug unclaimed. Can you believe that? The trouble is, we, we we probably better not say who it is either, because then there'll be you know there'll be a whole swarm of I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus, yes. <laughs> and it's not it is Command Spartacus. Yeah. If you're on if you're on the Hutton Helper <laughs> and there's a yellow mug next to your name and nobody sent you a Hutton mug, there's a reason for that. We want to hear from you. Who you are. Yes. yes. Well, we know who you are, but we don't know where you live. Yeah. I know where you possibly never. sensible of them, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you don't want it, just tell us you don't want it. Or yeah, right. don't do anything and we'll assume you don't want it. Yeah. But just to be sure, you might want to email I took part at hotinorbital.com to collect your fabulous prize. Have we considered it's possible that they're actually just too ill with mods to, to contact us? Well, that's a possibility, yeah. That's always a possibility. Well, a mug will cure that. Exactly. It would. Um, so, yeah, they need to get in touch. And that's the same for our, our hot and mug winner for this week. And um, if you don't have a mug and you'd like a mug, what do you have to do? Well, if you don't have a mug and you'd like a mug, what you have to do is send 10 mugs, sell 10 Hutton mugs. Ten and mugs ten... a stamped addressed envelope. <laughs> stamped addressed envelope, <laughs> yes. Um, so you'd have to send, sell ten mugs and ten gin during the next seven days as part of uh, Too Hot, Too Messy and be on the Hutton Helper so that we can see it. Otherwise, you wouldn't get picked. Well, then you'll go into a draw to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but only if you've yeah. done it and you're on the Hutton Helper. You Otherwise... don't automatically get sent a mug if you... <laughs> No, you yeah, don't, but, you're, but you've no chance of winning if you if you're just not on Hutton Helper and if you don't deliver ten mugs and ten gin, you have got no chance. Yeah, that's that's definitely the most reliable method of getting a chance yeah. to mug. It's possibly the, the only. Yeah. Oh no, the, the, there is another method. You can track Mia down and stand outside your window at night and serenade you at three o'clock in the morning until you throw a mug out the window at the serenader to make them go away. Yeah, you'd either have but, to be Spider Man or on a genie to do that. Or just sing very loud. But uh, there's no guarantee it'll be a Hutton mug. You throw at them, you see that way. Yeah, oh, if, you, if you deliver these, you definitely get a real genuine shiny Hutton yeah. mug. Oh, imagine that if you get your head split open with something that turned out to be a Galnet News mug. Or a shittier mug. <laughs> a shittier mug, yes. <laughs> or just, just like a, a mug from Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, well, yeah, I started this all off. Uh... Mm. And I think one uh, direction was it? Oh, one direction. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. I don't have one of those, unfortunately. But yeah, um, yeah, and I, I think, miss that convention. <laughs> Likewise. So, I think the other thing is just community events. Let us know about your community event. Um, there is a Discord channel for the correspondence for communities events. So if you get an event upcoming and something you want us to kind of help you. Help you get oh, yes, out there. Please. Yeah. Please. I've not had any on there for it's a few Flos weeks now. Flossy loves talking about them. <laughs> She's got not got one. any got to one. talk about. I've got, got one to one. talk about this week. Have you got yeah. one to talk about? Yeah. There's a, 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 a Mr. Ving Teton. Ving Teton. Has announced, Ving Teton has announced that, as is traditional at this time of year, I'll be hosting a little mini Hutton get-together 
on Saturday evening over at a steak restaurant in Harrogate. Harrogate. Our usual haunt, unfortunately, went out of business during COVID times. But we tried a new place last year, and it was fantastic. Ooh, very nice. So we've been invited to Harrogate for a free steak dinner. Is that Did I hear that right? No, yeah, you, you 20, need to get your 21, 20 yeah. ones paying. Yeah, he's absolutely uh, said something, but he'll no, pick up the bill. No, he said he'd pick up the bill. He didn't say he'd pay the bill. Oh, he's claiming it back ah, on expenses, you see. Ah, yeah. mm. oh, I was just going to go in all that extra chips yeah. as well. They, they actually, at the restaurant, they do a, a man versus food challenge. Uh-oh. Of well, a, who else? It, a 72-ounce steak. Oh, oh no! T- ten ounces of chips and all of the trimmings, obviously, and it's a big plate full of trimmings. And you get an hour, and That's if you can finish cool. it in an hour, it's Four free. That is some. It, it wouldn't be able to finish in, uh, in an hour because wouldn't be able to stop talking long enough to sit for an hour and eat it. My local <laughs> pub no, in Macclesfield. My uh, my local in Macclesfield, not in Macclesfield, but in the borough of Macclesfield, used to do the same. Forty-eight ounce steak with all the, you know, it was effectively Sunday lunch and if you could finish it you could have it for free yeah but <laughs> I don't think I'll bother with that I saw yeah, very... one once but yeah, I'm very sad about the uh, the regular haunt closing though the burgers there were just superb yeah but I've heard good things about Cattleman's the, the place we're going instead so um, we shall that... see if it's any good or not was the other place was that the one that did the the, the donut and custard burger and things yes. like that yeah and it was Fabulous. <laughs> Donut and custard burger, that's disgusting. It's a proper burger, but instead of a bun, or instead of a brioche bun, as they so often do these days, mm-hmm. they use a Krispy Kreme donut. No, that's just wrong. And just uh. like just like Dave, egg, Dave Lister's triple fried egg chilli chutney sandwich, sounds like it shouldn't work, but it did. No, you don't it's... have the donut without the burger, thank you. That it's was like, what I thought, uh, but I tried it and I stood corrected. It was amazing. Like, a triple fried egg like chilli chutney sandwich does sound like it should work. Just like... That depends on the chilli, really. Just like mm. farting in lifts. That's wrong on many levels. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> after a triple fried egg chilli chutney sandwich, you probably going to be fart in every yeah. lift you went there. <laughs> Because you imagine seventy-two ounces. Imagine the meat sweats. God. Yeah, and it's probably got a big bit of fat on the edge of it as well. Just to uh, have you got to eat yeah. that as well? Oh, yeah. you'll have to eat the oh, whole yeah. thing. Yeah, you've got to clean the plate. Yeah, couldn't eat. For those of us of a certain age, you remember you remember the thing Desperate Dan used to have, and it was oh, a chow pie <laughs> like served yeah, yeah. on a well, like this. Mm. You know, the the steaks had a massive like dinosaur bone through them, and then they were like served on a dustbin lid, not even a dustbin lid, it was like somebody had made a plate out of the bonnet of a mini and he would just and he would just shovel it all down, and cow pie as well of course with the horn sticking yeah. out yep. mm-hmm. but yeah, if anybody wants to join us in Harrogate, I'll be there and then uh, well, it's a, it's a good time to target Hutton Technicals because there'll be quite a lot of Hutton Techs there so, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, if anybody wishes to join us, contact uh, David on Facebook and he will get in touch and tell you all the details and that's and Saturday night change. that's Saturday night, so two days from now it's not that far down from Glasgow, is it? Yeah, that is. <laughs> it's no further than I'm going from Macclesfield. <laughs> it's well, one of those is. places that's a long way from everywhere. Yeah. 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 Too far. I, know, I, I, I used to live there 20-odd years ago. Probably uphill in every direction as well. <laughs> oh, you've been to Harrogate, have you? <laughs> I've been to Betty's Tea Room. Mm. Nope, never went. I've been to Betty's. I've been to Betty's. Yeah. 
Betty's mm. was nice. We had that. I do like the coffee though. The tales of Harrogate coffees are good. You imagine Betty's T-bone steak room. That would. Uh, oh, okay, it's, that's a, sort of, it's a whole different clientele. Yeah, it's a different. It's a fusion of. Uh... <laughs> L- little china cups and enormous ceramic. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, like a. Well, like a gentleman in black t-shirts. Like a sports direct mug of tea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, so we. I think we probably should, yeah, should make a move. So, one last item. What has 100 legs, 25 noses, and is very, very loud? It's a herd of stampeding aardvarks. Aardvark! Anyway, let's introduce Flossie with the CG News. here with this week's CG News. There's no CGs to report from last week. We didn't have any. New CGs from today. Azimuth to expand operational assets. Azimuth Biotech has announced a campaign in the One Drama system to expand its military and surface facility capacity. The controversial weapons developer has sent been has seen a recent downturn in fortunes due to fierce opposition by independent pilots protesting Azimuth's history of illicit research. The failure of salvation to bring an end to the war has also soured public sentiment towards the corporation. Azimuth Biotech CEO Torben Raidmaker announced the initiative. After a period of reflection, it is time for Azimuth to once again step forward and assume a position of support for the brave pilots engaging Thargoid forces wherever they are encountered. To do this, we shall establish a new megaship equipped to operate in Thargoid-tainted systems. The tragic loss of the Bright Sentinel and Heart of Taurus in HIP 22460 must not hinder our ambition any further. We also intend to operate several surface outposts to aid our research projects. We aim to contribute to humanity's military options once again, being careful not to repeat the mistakes of our former figureheads. Pilots contributing to Azimuth's campaign, hosted at the Musashi Megaship in Wondrama, will be granted a Mabuni permit and access to the company's range of anti-Xeno weaponry. Raidmaker has promised that a, su- su- a successful campaign will allow for the glorious prospect to offer the Mabuni permit from the Titari system permanently. The top 75% of contributors to the delivery campaign will receive the Maboni permit. To be eligible for rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before delivering ceramic composites, cobalt, energy grid assemblies and power generators to the Musashi Megaship in the Wondrana system. 
campaign began today and will run for one week. If final target met early and planned, it will end immediately. Protect Azimuth deliveries from anarchists. Within hours of the announcement, opponents of Azimuth Biotech had, had organised a counter-campaign to prevent deliveries from reaching on drama. Combat between Azimuth security forces and anti-Azimuth activists has been reported in the system. In response, Azimuth is hosting a combat initiative from the Musashi Megaship alongside the ongoing delivery campaign. Azimuth Biotech has offered the following rewards to attract support from independent pilots. The top 75% of contributors will receive one fixed mount class 2 overcharged Guardian Plasma Charger. The top 25% of contributors will receive two fixed mount class 2 overcharged Guardian Plasma Chargers. Please note if you had any crew members, yeah, all your combat of your, uh, proportion of your combat bonds will be automatically assigned to them, etc. Um, and to be eligible for rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before handing in combat bonds at the Musashi Megaship in the One Drama system. And the third CG, Disrupt Azimuth's Resource Campaign. One Drama Purple Council has stated it will lead efforts to prevent Azimuth Biotech's asset expansion campaign from succeeding. A spokesman for the anti-Azimuth coalition simply stated, Azimuth's continued operation is a stain on the conscience of humanity. The sooner this shameless corporation is dissolved, the better. We aim to ensure its leaders face justice for the many crimes they have perpetrated. Opponents of Azimuth Biotech have joined this counter-campaign to prevent deliveries from reaching the Musashi Megaship. Combat between Azimuth security forces and anti-Azimuth activists have been reported in the One Drama system. It is believed that efforts to derail the campaign are being directed from McLean City. To attract pilots to its cause, One Drama Purple Council has offered the following weapon rewards. The top 75% of contributors will receive one fixed mount class 2 rapid fire multi-cannon with phasing sequence. The top 25% of contributors will receive two fixed mount class 2 rapid fire multi-cannons with phasing sequence. To be eligible for rewards, you must sign up as an active participant for handing in combat bonds at McLean City in the One Drama system. Uh, the two factions have set out week-long operations to take control of the system, which will begin on the 3rd of November. And that's it for this week's CG News. Flossie told you what to do. As I look out across a vast, ancient landscape, the mists clear just enough that I see two eldritch figures as they move around a cyclopean altar stone. They have the appearance of huge oval-shaped barrels with starfish-like appendages at both ends. Tentacles flail as they chant blasphemous guttural pronouncements which eat remorselessly at the very edges of my sanity. Ah no, it's just Wotherspoon and Beetlejuice with the Galnet News Digest. Galnet News Update, 2nd of November 3308. 
There's no longer any doubt. The Stargoids are heading to the human-inhabited core systems. With two of the eight Stargoids having come past the California Nebula, past the Witchhead Nebula, and past the Pleiades, they're very clearly heading towards the cluster of stars around Sol. The closest inhabited systems in the bubble to unidentified stellar anomaly number one are less than 170 light-years away. There's also very little doubt that the Stargoids are Thargoid technology and that they're hostile. Commanders have repeatedly reported being hyperdicted by aggressive Thargoids when close to the Stargoids, and the Stargoids are leaving a trail of destroyed human spacecraft in their wake. And yet, there's a growing peace movement, not just the Thargoid cult, but also the Thargoid Advocacy Project, which has commissioned a megaship of peace to negotiate terms with the Thargoids. Its advocate and sponsor, Federal Governor Dalton Chase, hopes that the megaship can demonstrate to the Thargoids just how friendly humans can be. Federal Ambassador Jasmina Halsey has expressed her doubts about whether or not we'll be able to find a common frame of reference with the Thargoids. They may simply not think the same way as us. The Thargoids may not understand, and even if they do, they may not see a reason to negotiate peace. However, argues Halsey, we must at least try to reach an agreement with the Thargoids. If nothing else, we can at least say we tried. Others are less hopeful. Professor Seamus Madigan of Olympus Village University looks to the written records left by the ancient Guardian civilization. They learned to communicate with the Thargoids, but the Thargoids rejected all attempts at peace, choosing instead to attempt to annihilate the Guardians. The Guardians managed to drive the Thargoids back, but in the process, destroyed their own civilization. And the host of the ghastly past's ice cast, Jaya Chowdhury, believes we've burned our bridges with the Thargoids when we first tried to wipe them out using the mycoid virus 150 years ago, and then again tried to annihilate them using the Proteus Wave weapon in August this year. The common factor in both of these attempts was Caleb Witcherly, also known as Salvation, but the Thargoids seem unlikely to make a distinction between Salvation and other humans. Meanwhile, following the Empire's refusal to consider working together with the Federation and Alliance to reform Aegis to present a united front against the Thargoids, Alliance Deputy Prime Minister Angela Corcoran has failed to secure time to debate her bill to provide funding for a reformed Aegis. Aegis could have formed a bridge between those advocating peace with the Thargoids and those determined to hunt them down. Its former head of research, Professor Albert Tesro, is keen to understand the motivation of the Thargoids, to communicate with them if possible, and also to be prepared to resist their attack should all other avenues fail. She's been working with engineers Ramtar and Professor Palin, who've been researching the recently discovered unclassified relics, which may provide the breakthrough that'll allow new defences to be created against the Thargoids. She's also been working on understanding the Thargoids' language, with the help of a former Project Seraph test subject. The Empire's refusal to cooperate with the other superpowers includes not just Aegis, but also all forms of military preparation for the coming Thargoid attack. The Alliance Defence Force has been more positive, but even it finds its military leaders split. Three members of the Council of Admirals, led by Sirius Corporation's Admiral Nicholas Glass, believe that the ADF should remain with its current strategic anti-Xeno partner, the Sirius Corporation. 
whereas Admirals George Vorma, Rachel Ziegler and Liam Flanagan support Federal Vice Admiral Juno Rochester's concept of a united, glorious Grand Armada to protect the bubble from Thargoids. Ziegler also spoke out in favour of re-establishing Aegis. However, the casting vote, Fleet Admiral Haley Sorokin, has not yet expressed an opinion, deferring the decision to the politicians of the Alliance Assembly. Perhaps the arrival of the Stargoids in the bubble, which is expected within days, will help those like Fleet Admiral Sorokin to make up their minds. Thank you to the Walker in the Waste, Beetle Jude, and the Dog of a Thousand Forms, Wotherspoon. From one madness-inducing gothic horror to another, it's Shoggoth, Mia Harkness, spouting foul protrusions with the Hunt and Helper results. for tying everyone welcome to the Hutton Helper results the Hutton Helper results are sponsored by the Hutton Helper the only third party resource to come with an asteroid full of void opals don't spend it all in the one shop now this week we have the following events the looking in every corner for treasure cup the good news you're a billionaire bad news you're an Australian billionaire champion of champions championship the Dear Buddha, please bring me a pony and a plastic rocket, etc, etc. Deja Vu trophy. The Wearing Your Best Bounty Hunting Tiara Charity Shield. The Designer Monogrammed Beam Lasers Party Game Spectacular. The Solid Gold Belugas for Everyone People's Choice Awards. So, put a Fabergé egg on to boil for three minutes, hang another Van Gogh in the loo, and throw coins at the peasants as you pass by. The Hutton Helper results are Cometborn dumped 56,000 light years to come first in distance travelled Deja Starseed sold 59,000 tonnes of cargo Mind Whippy is our top mission runner with 730 mission points Alex Zuno has handed in 1,222,222,222 credits worth of bounties Miet11 handed in 474 million credits of combat bonds and Scratching McCrackers, that's Scratching Minackers, delivered 2,069 people to their various destinations. So, decals this week for Scratching Minackers, that's Scratching Minackers, Get a Doy for Ore Mind, and that's it. So please email I took part at huttonorbital.com and arranged to collect your Hutton decal kit, which this week consists of a bottle of Chateau Neuf de Pape, caviar and toast, and a full tub of Lurpak for extra luxury. There have been 15 Hutton runs in the last seven days, and the top five times are Impala Mark with 1 hour, 22 minutes and 52 seconds, Manu Warkel with 1 hour, 23 minutes and 32 seconds, Pintosh. 1 hour 23 minutes and 53 seconds. Norbert Patinod, 1 hour 24 minutes and 29 seconds. And Uber Dave 5993 with 1 hour 24 minutes and 30 seconds. Anyway, 
there is a whole galaxy of stuff out there needing ejected, appointed, manhandled or women handled, smeared, drained, deflected, irrigated, sniffed, snuffled, postponed, hidden from, flipped, mistranslated to and from Spanish, chilled, mugged, gin, ship, shot, rescued, tickled, looted, repaired, destroyed, butt sold, squeezed, inflated, bumped, frozen, liquidated, evaporated, sandblasted, smelled, licked, discombobulated, recombobulated, headbutted, rubbed, compressed, enveloped, strained, fermented, poached, interrobanged, upcycled, violently downcycled, smelted, loved, adored, cherished and probinated. And you can earn yourself a very fetching hutton decal for doing it. get involved, you just have to go to hot.forthemug.com and download or sign up for the spectacular Hutton Helper, available in three exciting formats. Let's face it, anything has to be better than dropping your diamond crusty diamond into the toilet. Anyway, that's it for me for this week. Back to Studio 5. You, Mia. Well, since we have no Amelia this week, sadly that means that there's no Galnet Res Digest. So there's not really anything more to say except we have a video. Part what? two of the story from HCS. Did Connors make it in time to board the Hutton Carrier? Did he get eaten by the Thargoids? Has Paul got over the cold he had when he was giving the mission instructions? What's any of this got to do with Gamma? Run VT! Engines are powered down. Cooling process initiated. Running integrity checks. Done. Caution. Opening doors. Alright. I'll head up to the bridge and show some courtesy for the waiting around they did for us. Understood. Anything more, sir? I'll be back in a while, but do what you can to get the ship in the best shape possible. Aye, aye, sir. A lot of people just going about their business as if the recent events didn't happen. There's an eerie quiet almost everywhere you go. To me, it just feels like the eve of something more than ominous is about to happen, followed by a mass exodus of humanity across the galaxy. Who knows? Maybe this whole thing with a flare will pass and everything will get back to normal. That's the hope, right? But I rather believe this eerie quiet in the aftermath of recent events will soon be replaced with panic. Lots of panic. 
Vega, you reading me? Reading you loud and clear. I'm assuming you fueled up and got the ship in shape for search and rescue? We're good to go, sir. Welcome back. Pre-launch diagnostic checks. Repairs, fuel, weapons, check. Hull integrity 100%. Internal scans done. Systems running optimally. Departure procedures initiated. Vega, disengage supercruise on my mark. Standing by. Mark. Disengaging. Contact. Go red alert. Red alert confirmed. Belay that order. Understood. Stand down, red alert confirmed. I have a feeling we should maybe just act normal. It might just leave us alone. Or maybe not. Warning. Scan detected. Come on, get out of here, will ya? I recommend we attempt evasion, Commander. Oh, I thank you, Sherlock. Now, engage thrusters gently. Engaging thrusters. Move along. Nothing to see here. It's moving off to that other wreckage. Viga, wait up a second. All stop. Is that the Bastion? Correct. The ship is stranded and damaged. The situation looks grim. Scan the area for any signs of life that might be our two missing crew. Yes, sir. Scanning for survivors. None detected. Unfortunate. I should probably contact Command, but they're going to tell me just to get on with recovering this encrypted data. Plus, they have their own rescue to keep them busy. Looks like there's some canisters floating near the Bastion. See if your scan identified any encrypted data among these canisters. Scanning for salvage. Found. On screen. Yeah, that's it for sure. Also keep an eye on that oversized sunflower. Locking onto target. Let's try and get this canister aboard without damaging anything. I hope what we need is intact. Easy does it. We've got one shot at this. Commander, incoming transmission. Right. Connors here. Connors, have you located the remaining crew? Just about to pick up the data. Hold on a second. Got it. Nice catch. I guess you didn't find them. The two remaining personnel. No, they didn't make it. Yeah, bad news. And I've got even more bad news. Go on. Their mission. It's now yours. Their mission? I'm afraid so. Now, have Vega decrypt that data you just picked up. Understood. Vega. Right away, Commander. Recovering data now. There's a set of authentication codes, or security override codes, within that data. You'll 
you're going to need those codes to recover and decommission military AI. It's residing in a ground installation on a planet not far from you. Once you've landed, you can reach it on foot. Let me get this straight. I'm going to wake up a sleeping military artificial intelligence at a ground installation? Well, there is some risk, but the site should be quiet. There's no personnel or security to worry about. I'm more concerned with waking the Terminator, if I'm honest. Listen very carefully. Without those security override codes, the AI will not even deem you worthy of anything less than a firework display, with you as the centerpiece. So make sure you transmit the codes the moment you arrive, and the AI will either verify them or just blow you to bits. Vega, remind me not to wear anything red for this one. Commander? Never mind. If these override codes do what they're supposed to, then I should be fine, right? That the codes are verified as being legit for this. You'll be fine. I've just set the coordinates for the exact location of the ground installation. When I get down on the surface, what am I looking for exactly? I'll give you the specifics as best I can. It's like any other small installation. It's also a beacon at the site. It's been adapted to accommodate the military AI. That's your objective. Just transmit the codes when you get there. The military AI, or whatever it is, you say it was decommissioned. Any idea why? This AI is unique. It's rare. They just don't make them like that anymore. It's a very special breed. And war is its business. Make of that what you will in terms of it being decommissioned. Let's just get it done. Acknowledged. Vega, lay in a course for that outpost and get us out of here. Affirmative. Outpost locked. Setting course. An artificial intelligence. A military one at that. I can't say I'm a fan, to be honest. Having an AI monitor systems aboard the ship and carry out some standard commands is one thing, but having them do anything more than that is just asking for trouble. It's kind of creepy, too. I mean, how do these AI really see us? As their masters? As friends? Ah, whatever happens down there, I know one thing for sure. I'm going to need a very cold beer when all this is over. Well. Wow. Mm. reached you out. Seamless. Mm, to be continued, then, yeah. It doesn't yeah, seem way. There's definitely a third part. How well, mysterious. The first one was two weeks ago. Yeah. The second one was a week ago. Mm-hmm. So if it's anything to do with SLS launch schedules, it should be three months next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just... Harsh. Harsh and yeah, okay. but fair. Yeah, harsh but fair. Let's go with harsh. No, if, if we're really lucky, it might even be tomorrow, but I, I don't know, so. Yeah. Well, that's, that's it then, isn't it? There's not much left to do, really, is there? Yeah. Oh, there's one thing left to do, isn't there? Can't be it. Nobody's blasted out my luggles yet. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> That was the loud noise warning people that there's about to be a loud noise. Yes. Who's doing it? You want to do it? On the count of three. Three. For the mug! For the mug! For the mug! For that mug. Margins never really mattered at all We're gonna take 
leave the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere. Loading up the teen eyes to the brim with rain. Falling back, falling back. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. Falling back, falling back. Now everybody sing the hot trucker song. To the sun, Swivel acts the pilot on the Xbox One. Alvin at the front, you know he leads us well. Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody yells. Falling back, falling back. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. Falling back, falling back. Now everybody sing the Hut Trucker song. Sorry, but that's the end of the show. Everyone's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Get off! Seamless.